from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Well, welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world, plus commentary on issues that give us angst. And if marriage isn't one of those issues, then consider yourself blessed because uh, getting married, getting engaged, preparing for marriage um, creates its own kind of little set of, of anxieties for folks. This is true whether you're the, the parent or the bride or the groom. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, a big change in life is a big change in life. So we're going to be talking with Adam Story today, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines, about preparing for marriage in the Catholic Church. I'm Jean Wells, and so grateful to be broadcasting from the Mercy One studio here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Now, some, here's some interesting information that came from a 2014 General Social Survey that is available um, through the USCCB website. So, yes, it's a little dated, but it's still interesting. So, 53, a little over half of adult Catholics are currently married. 3% are separated. 6% are widowed. And almost 28% have never been married. Now, uh, almost 9% of adult Catholics describe their current marital status as divorced. So there's a lot of remarriage in the church. So we're going to talk about the annulment process to make that happen. 20%, 21% of Catholic adults have experienced divorce at some point in their life. Now, the average age of first marriage for Catholics is 24. So that means that they are making those choices to get married when they are old enough to truly discern the married life. So that is good. Um, 13% of Catholic parents surveyed are single and living with a partner of the opposite sex. Hmm. So that's not a real good choice, in my personal opinion. Uh, hard for kids. Um, hard for parents to really teach the faith when you are not living the faith. Now, on this annulment thing, the degree of uh, nullity is a sentence by the church court that a marriage was not valid from the start because something was lacking. Oftentimes people think it's something that happened during the marriage, but this is when there was something lacking from the beginning, like the full knowledge and consent of both parties, Freedom from force or grave fear, like you're, you got pregnant and your folks say you have to get married, um, or some other factor needed for a valid marriage. Valid marriage. Now, about 23,000 new petitions for marriage annulments were introduced in the United States um, in 2014, and uh, some 24,000 marriage um, annulment processes were completed. So among these, a sentence in favor of uh, annulment was found in about 21,000 cases. So a pretty high probability that a marriage can be annulled when you look at it from that uh, beginning factor. Entering into the sacrament of marriage is a beautiful commitment of your life to one another. Understanding that commitment made before God and in the presence of our families can be a turning point, not only for the couple getting married, but for all of those who witness the ceremony when it is done in in right harmony with the church. 
Our conversation today is less about planning the wedding ceremony and more about planning our married life. Again, Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines, will be joining me as my guest today. Uh, Some things for your calendar. I'm reminding you to to do that May 8th Mary's Meals Run to raise funds for children internationally to receive a, a healthy meal in a place of their education to break that cycle of poverty. You can find out details on Facebook at Mary's Meals um, Heartland, Mary's Meals Heartland on Facebook. The Iowa Catholic Men's Conference is scheduled for May 22nd at 7 a.m. to noon at the Embassy Suites in the East Village. Our speakers include Gary Dolphin, the voice of the University of Iowa Hawkeyes football and men's basketball teams, and Tim Jamison, whose faith journey will leave you inspired. Join Joe Stopulus and John Leonetti for the Iowa Catholic Men's Conference on May 22nd. You can register at iowacatholicradio.com. And the Iowa Catholic Radio Golf Classic presented by the Liturgical Institute is Wednesday, June 23rd. So you want to get your foursome together for that? It's going to be at the Legacy Golf Club in Norwalk. Shotgun start at 10 a.m. Again, more details are at iowacatholicradio.com. I received some breaking news this morning from the diocese. Uh, Pope Francis has accepted the resignation of Bishop uh, Michael uh, Hopner of the Diocese of Crookston and has appointed Bishop Emeritus Richard Pates as the Apostolic Administrator. Bishop uh, was former auxiliary bishop for the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis and was named, of course, our bishop here in the Diocese of Des Moines in April of 2008. And uh, he served until Bishop Johnson was installed September 27th of 2019. Uh, Bishop had reached the age of retirement for bishops, which is 75, and then served for another year or so after that. Um, but it uh, it's interesting that he is not really ready to retire. So he will be serving in the Diocese of Crookston uh, uh, beginning um Let's see that uh, the resignation was accepted April 13th. So it was uh, published that he would begin um, here at the Diocese of Crookston uh, eminently. So um, Bishop Hates, we offer our continued prayers and support for you in your continued continued ministry of the church. Uh, In local news, the Iowa Catholic Conference is asking you to contact your state legislators on issues important to you. The Protect Life Amendment is very important to me, and I would encourage you to let your legislators know that you want this to continue to move forward and that they can provide, that they can come up with unified language between the House and the Senate. Um, So that can continue to move forward in the process. Also, school choice issues are being discussed, and you can let both the governor and your legislators know where you stand on supporting school choice for our families. And finally, Pope Francis has a special prayer intention each and every month. And for April, please join him for praying for those who risk their lives while fighting for fundamental rights under dictatorships, authoritarian authoritarian regimes, and even in democracies in crisis. In particular, let us pray for 27-year veteran of the Iowa State Patrol, Sergeant Jim Smith, who was shot and killed during a violent standoff with a man who fought back against agents in an armored personnel carrier when he wanted to to shoot other officers. Um, Authority, uh, Sergeant Smith then um, his life was taken in that situation. Let us pray for the repose of his soul. Joining us shortly is Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines.
You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. Blessman International partners with volunteers and donors to provide sustainable programs for children in South Africa by leading 12-day all-inclusive experiences, sharing the heart of Christ with vulnerable children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. Thank you to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Lee and Eddie in the Morning provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines. 515-440-4610 or online, ashworthvision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Gene Wells, and I'm so blessed to have Adam Story join me today. He is the Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines, and we're talking about preparing for marriage. So, I mean, the most important thing, Adam, is to get the ring and a date, right? <laughs> uh, well, you know, that's maybe where a lot of couples start, and it is important, but there's there's more to it than that, for sure. Well, I've heard that if you once you have a ring and a date, then you're officially engaged. So, I mean, there's that. But we're well, you know. Well, I was going to say when I got engaged, I did sort of think that you know there's maybe two, three steps, and that's all you need to do. But uh, no, it turns out it's much more involved. Yeah. So, so I want to I want to take a step back in time, Adam, and paint a picture for us your journey in ultimately marrying Kara. Um, 
you know, how much of your life's journey, you know, from your upbringing to how you're now working at the diocese and you have three seconds, oh, um, you know, <laughs> leads you to this marriage with Kara that I really hold in high esteem. I just, I, I look to you as a couple that I want my children and grandchildren to emulate. Oh, man. Well, first of all, thank you for that. That's, mm. that's generous. And um, yeah, my, so my story, I guess, uh, you know, I was raised in Des Moines. Uh, I was raised in a in a Catholic home, and um, we we practiced. And you know, my faith was a, a part of my life. But uh, I think kind of my journey, I would say, at, at, at the heart of it is I kind of in high school, in, even in middle school and in high school, uh, recognized that I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to have an adventure. I wanted to do something big with my life. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, as a middle schooler and high schooler, I thought like uh, young people often do. So my first impulse was uh, the military. That's where mm. I was going to do it. So okay. uh, when I graduated high school, I joined the Marine Corps, uh, ended up in the infantry with the Marine Corps. And the uh, infantry, good... Adam, come on. What's that? The infantry. <laughs> the infantry. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I started. I and, would never have thought uh, that. Yeah, you. yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where I began, and um, you know, I had um, a good experience in the military, but it was also uh, something was missing. Something wasn't quite there, and um, through a friend recommending different books, I started to read a little bit more and read about my faith and. Uh, really, it was G.K. Chesterton's orthodoxy mm-hmm. that kind of, in my early 20s, uh, woke me up. And, and you know, I saw in my faith that here was uh, this adventure, and here was this meaningful life that I had been seeking in other places. And uh, so at that time, you know, I became serious about my faith, and uh, I thought maybe the Lord wanted me to be a priest. Uh, mm-hmm. So I joined seminary after that. And I'll tell you that seminary, ultimately, I, I obviously discerned that I wasn't called to be a priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the formation that I received there and kind of the uh, just being taught how to pray, uh, how to love others, how to sacrifice, uh, how to serve, um, that was the most important formation that I've ever received in my life. That was uh, profoundly good preparation for any vocation. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, I, after a year and a half in seminary, I discerned that I wasn't, in fact, called to be a priest. So all, I left you, you seminary. You had all of that insight in a year and a half. Uh, I did. You know, it's a really uh, powerful and a really uh, beautiful formation. And, you know, I would definitely encourage young men, uh, if they think that's a, you know, you don't go to seminary when you know that you're going to be a priest. Uh, you go to seminary to learn if you're called to be a priest, and uh, they they just teach you so much on 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 a human level. You know, again, how do you sacrifice? How do you pray? How do you live in relationship with Jesus? And and it was it was a beautiful experience. But I ended up leaving seminary. Uh, a friend of mine who uh, is now a vocations director in a diocese in the south. He introduced me to my wife, uh, mm-hmm. and I met her, and, um, you know, we started talking, we got to know each other, uh, eventually started dating, and, uh, and yeah, here we are. And, and I guess for me, um, you know, the, the main piece for me, I think, is in, in any vocation, in any way of life, all of us were called uh, not just to go through the motions, we're not called just to make it, 
uh, we're called to thrive and we're called to fulfillment and we're called to be saints. And, you know, in my early 20s, I became convicted that the most adventurous, the most meaningful, the most fulfilling way to live your life uh, is a life of discipleship. You know, mm. any other way of life, good, bad, or ugly, it doesn't matter. To me, it's boring. Uh, holiness is an adventure. And so that's what uh, I want to pursue. And we're all called to pursue it in different ways, you know, whether it's in religious life, in priesthood, in marriage, whether it's working for the church as I do, or whether it's working, you know, in any other secular profession, we're called to be holy, and we're called to pursue that holiness and that intimacy with Jesus, uh, and nothing else is ever going to satisfy us, because mm-hmm. we weren't made for anything else. And um, so now, at this point, I've been married for 10 years. Uh, we have four kids at home, and uh, yeah, I get to work with Eugene. <laughs> Well, see, that's the great adventure, right? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a part of it, for sure. Well, yeah, I, I read recently, actually it was in a book that you recommended to me, Adam, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, I've, I read in there that young people shouldn't even consider dating until they're old enough to discern a mate for themselves. I mean, given your history that you just shared with us, what do you think about that? I, I, you probably went to prom and homecoming and... I don't know if you dated in high school, but I'm guessing you did. I mean, it's like, how does that yeah. all fit together with those those social activities that really, if they're done well, are an opportunity to, to learn certain etiquettes and to enjoy certain adventures, but not, I mean, so many kids in yeah, high school so, are in love and they're going to get married and yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the fundamental insight... Uh, uh, the fundamental insight in that book that, that I do agree with is that, um, you know, relationships and dating and, and courtship and all that kind of stuff, uh, that's kind of, it's learning how to live in relationship with another person, learning how to enter into uh, an ever more deep relationship with another person. And the fundamental reality that you know, we have to learn, and it doesn't matter how old you are, but the, the reality you have to learn is that relationships are about uh, self-gift. Relationships are about love. So it's not about getting what I want from the other person. It's not about making sure that my needs are met. It's not about, uh, you know, kind of extracting something from them. Uh, it's about self-gift. And so when you recognize that, though, now I don't, I don't take as strong of a stance as the book does about, you know, I think, I think young people can uh, date and go to prom and, you know, kind of just like young people, you know, they kind of uh, figure out things over time and they figure out things by kind of uh, on some level like play acting and those things. And, and, and that's okay. That's a part of adolescence. Uh, but the thing that they need to know and the thing that we ought to prepare ourselves for is that any relationship, it's not about getting what I want from the other person. It's not about extracting something from them. Uh, It's about self gift. It's about modeling my life after Jesus who came not to be served, but to serve others. Uh, And that's what we're called to do in every context and in every relationship. And boy, that, that puts the pressure on parents today because with society bombarding us with everything that we need to be happy and successful, 
I mean, every commercial is if you buy this car, you'll get this girl. If you wear this bra, you'll get this guy. You know, it's all about, Oh yeah. you know, every, every ad, it it's, you know, manipulating us to get what we want. And that is so contrary to what God wants. It is. And, you know, on the one hand, there is, like, I think a part of a parent's duty uh, in raising their child is to set certain guardrails, to set certain parameters for their child to, uh, you know, kind of drown out some of those influences because they are going to attack us. They are going to bombard us. And so how do we, how do we, uh, you know, help our child grow in a safe harbor, if you will? Um, now, that's a part of the parent's responsibility, but the other side of that coin is that, you know, as a parent with young kids, I also think it's true that uh, I can be really confident with my kids. I don't have to be, you know, fearful about their upbringing or I don't have to be afraid of what the society is going to uh, try to teach them because uh, our hearts are made for love. And mm-hmm. so when you encounter real love, it resonates. And it, to me, it's sort of like, you know, if I'm singing uh, a note and it's off key, it doesn't matter how loud I am. It doesn't matter how much I project it. Uh, it's going to be recognized as, as off key. Something's missing. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when we try to build a culture around consumerism or when we try to build a culture around uh, self-actualization or any of those things, uh, it's off key. And I, th- I think young people realize that, you know, that was for me, uh, what society offered as a young person was just off key for me. And so then when I discovered real love and when I met Christ, uh, it resonated because this is what I made for. Mm-hmm. This is what God has invited me to. And that's captivating. Well, so you take that and you say, okay, I'm, I'm now at an age where I, I'm looking to get married. You know, some of us, that's when it's 20. Some of us, when we're 60, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Is every date an interview for a spouse? I mean, as as we look at that, wanting to give love, give a gift of self, I mean, is every date then an interview? Well, you know, <clears throat> I think that's a good question. I, I think at the heart of it, I would say, um, you know, Every date and every aspect of, of the relationship is, is a part of the discernment process. Uh, but discernment, you know, I don't, th- I don't think discernment is an interview process, if mm. that makes sense. Okay. Discernment is, um, you know, it's, it's reflection. It's kind of an openness. It's being attentive to the stirrings of your heart and kind of recognizing, you know, um, if marriage is about self-gift, marriage is about laying down our life, uh, is this the person that I want to lay my life down for? You know, usually, usually when, we, when we think about discerning marriage, we think about, you know, does this person have the qualities I want them to have? Do they, you know, do they do the things I want them to do or, or anything like that? But Which means are they tall, dark, and handsome? Or do they have a cute figure? Um, yeah. Do they, do they meet my checklist? You know, yeah. do they hit all the boxes or something like <laughs> yeah. that? Uh, but no, real discernment is, is this the person I want to give my life to? Is this where I want to lay down my life? And, you know, if you, if you 
reflect on that uh, prayerfully, attentively, if you make time for reflection. And also a really important part of discernment is not just subjecting yourself to your own will, but uh, speaking with others, you know, family, friends, people who know you, people who know your future spouse, uh, who can give you uh, counsel, because discernment, hopefully, we're never trapped in our own head, but we have other voices that help us in that process. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if we approach it that way, uh, I think we can approach it with a lot of confidence. You know, Adam, you're, you're talking about love and all this. I, I, I can't help but think of, you know, what's love? What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it? You know, the old, I don't know who's saying that, Tina Turner, maybe? Um, you know, when when we talk about love, we oftentimes think of it as a feeling uh, as opposed to what you're talking about, that it's a gift. I mean, the, the church has very specific teachings about love. Yeah, absolutely. You know, fundamentally, what is love? Uh, and we can use love to mean different things. So mm-hmm. it's not not discrediting the feeling of being in love or anything like that. But foundationally, love is a decision of the will to seek the good of another. It's a decision of the will to seek the good of another. And, you know, a concrete example, um, you know, if you were to ask me what's the most loving thing you do for Kara, you know, I would come up with like, well, sometimes I'll, you know, surprise her with the date or um, I'll write her a love letter or I'll do something romantic, you know, those sorts of gestures. Mm -hmm. Uh, if If you ask my wife what's the most loving thing Adam does for you, uh, she's going to tell you it's when he takes the moldy food out of the fridge and empties those Tupperware containers, you know, when he empties and cleans them out. Me. <laughs> yeah, because she hates that. I mean, it literally, it makes her gag. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but that's where she feels like, man, Adam is really loving me right now uh, because he's doing this disgusting thing that needs to be done so that I don't have to do it. And, you know, that's an act of love, but that's, you know, there's no warm and squishy feelings mm-hmm. around emptying that. I mean, the stuff inside is squishy, but that's just <laughs> gross. But, um, you know, there's no warm and fuzzies with this. Uh, that's a decision. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so often in marriage, uh, this is where the rubber meets the road. You know, when you when you sacrifice for the other person, uh, when you uh, serve the other person, and when you lay down your life for them in ordinary ways, in, mm-hmm. in simple, everyday ways, uh, that's the, the truest expression of love that you find in marriage. Yeah, getting the garbage out to the street on garbage day when, if that's normally your job and I'm leaving before you, then I'll just take it out, right? You know, it's yeah. just those little day-to-day routine. Well, we have about a minute here before we're going to take a break. And, you know, oftentimes people choose, you know, the reading from Corinthians 13, you know, love is patient, love is kind, you know, and it sounds beautiful, but it gets at this teaching. It's like, how do you be patient? How do you be kind? Yeah, you know, and if if the listeners have never read it, uh, to read chapter four of Amoris Laetitia, which is a long exhortation about that reading from Corinthians, and, and you really see, you know, what's, what does this really mean? Because you know, a lot of times we focus on, on the positive feelings and things like that, but uh, those things don't come without work. You know, those mm-hmm. things don't come without sacrifice and without a daily commitment to begin again, to say, you know what, uh, yesterday was imperfect, let's begin again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hard work is what makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. 
we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to visit with Adam about, uh, about being engaged. And now what happens? You know, we're, we're ready to, to make that, that uh, commitment to each other. What do we do now that we're engaged? You're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, a Catholic-owned family business providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping, clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers available at local stores, bars, and restaurants. Confluence Brewing Company at 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, and online at confluencebrewing.com. Confluence Brewing Company offers curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio on Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. We have high pressure moving in from Canada. That'll be keeping things cool for the rest of the week. We'll be getting sunshine today and our afternoon high around 55. The wind will be gusty at 25 miles per hour. Overnight looks clear and breezy with our low in the mid-30s, and then we get another sunny, cool, and breezy day tomorrow. We'll stay in the low 50s, mostly sunny on Thursday, 55. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Gene Wells, and my guest today is Adam Story. He's the Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. And, and we're talking about preparation for marriage. That's We did a lot of that in this last segment. Now we're going to talk about, well, we're engaged. Well, now where do we go? You know, how much, 
Adam, how much time do we need to for serious preparation for marriage? Not the wedding planning. I'm not talking about, you know, the, the date and time and rehearsal dinners and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about marriage planning because the, the church has has things that we we can do to prepare for the the sacrament of marriage. Yeah, well, you know, a couple of things I would say about that. One is um, the church talks about different periods of marriage preparation, and she says that the most important preparation is what she calls remote, which is well before the engagement. So the, the, the first thing that I'm going to say is, how long does it take to prepare for marriage? It's, it's your entire life, life. <laughs> leading up to that moment. Yes. And the most important preparation is, is all the things that you bring before you're even engaged. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times, because we live in a country that, you know, doesn't value marriage as it should, that doesn't understand marriage uh, for what it truly is. And it's unfortunate, but sometimes our marriage, our sacramental preparation, what we're talking about right now, uh, it ends up being almost remedial. You know, it, it, it ends up trying to uh, correct things or trying to, uh, you know, address things that maybe could have been addressed before. Uh, and, you know, we can do that, and that's mm-hmm. important work. But I bring that up just to say that, uh, you know, it's, it's never too early to start kind of sorting these things out. And it's never too early to start cultivating the virtues uh, that you want to have in marriage. And it's never too early to start, uh, you know, maybe addressing those ways that, um, you know, a person has received poor formation. But mm-hmm. with all that said, uh, you've got an engaged couple. They come and they're, they're ready to begin the sacramental process uh, to kind of go through uh, the things that we want couples to receive, we uh, encourage couples to approach the church at least nine months in advance of mm-hmm. the day of their wedding. And I really think something more like 15, uh, 15 to 12 months in advance, so a little over a year uh, to about a year, uh, that provides uh, a lot of time for reflection, a lot of time for discernment, a lot of time for preparation. Um, kind of on the shorter end, uh, six months is kind of a, a, a minimal standard. Mm-hmm. Well, and just because you have met with the church, met with the priest or whoever, you're still discerning, right? You've said yes when you were proposed to or you have proposed and you're making this commitment, but you're still discerning ultimately this relationship as you continue to grow during this marriage preparation time. Yeah, you know, the the saying yes, the uh, engagement ring, obviously that's a monumental moment and mm-hmm. an important moment. Absolutely. Uh, but a couple isn't married until they exchange consent on the day of their wedding. And so uh, the marriage has not yet taken place, uh, and the marriage itself is what makes the relationship uh, permanent. That's what makes the relationship indissoluble. So there is a continuing discernment process, continuing reflection uh, that goes even after the engagement has taken place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because as you're, um, some of the things that, that we have been doing for our listeners, I'm I'm recently engaged and we're looking at, at marriage preparation. So some of the things that we have been um, asked to do and to prepare are very thought provoking for us as individuals and as a couple. So um, share with our listeners some of those things that, that the church asks you to do in that discernment and preparation for marriage? Yeah, well, 
you know, fundamentally, there's three things that we hope couples receive before they get married. And these are three things uh, that help any person in any vocation, in any situation, thrive uh, with what they're trying to mm-hmm. do. And, and the three things are we hope that we provide a vision, uh, skills, and support. So uh, a vision, you know, in order to thrive in marriage, you need to know what's marriage all about. Why is it a sacrament? How is Christ involved? Uh, what does it mean to live uh, a sacramental marriage? And and that's what we try to provide uh, in, in marriage prep is a vision of what marriage really is. Now, a vision is a piece, but it's not everything. You also have to have skills. You know, how do you, in marriage, the skills involved, how do you re- resolve conflict? How do you balance a budget? How do you deal with different families of origin? Mm-hmm. And again, in marriage preparation, we try to provide that um, uh, a structure to think about and to grow in and to communicate about those different skills of marriage, uh, and then support. You know, nothing important in life uh, is accomplished in isolation, and marriage is no different. You know, and we tell couples, we hope that your family, we hope that your friends are there to support you, but we also hope they know that this is what the church is here for, is to accompany us, not just up until the day of our wedding, but throughout our entire marriage uh, to accompany us, to celebrate with us, uh, to encourage us, uh, at times to challenge us, uh, but always to be there in every situation, in any situation, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, to walk alongside couples in any circumstance they find themselves in. So that that sounds philosophical. What are the practical things that help us get to vision, skills, and support? What are what are the tasks yeah. we have to do? Do we have to sign up? I mean, again, this it's part of why it takes six to 15 months to to get to accomplish these things right yeah so a central piece kind of the most fundamental piece that we do uh, in our diocese is we have we call them sponsor couples and the sponsor couple walks through it's called a focus inventory and that's a series of over 150 questions that couples answer that uh is is all about different circumstances in marriage and kind of the backgrounds they're coming from And the sponsor couple, you take that inventory, uh, you receive a report at the end of it, uh, and the sponsor couple then meets with the engaged couple, usually over a a course of three to five meetings, and goes through that inventory, and they just have conversations about about the different topics that come up, uh, the different things that present themselves through that focus inventory. Uh, So that's that's kind of the foundational piece, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's most focused on skills. Uh, but it really does touch on every aspect of marriage preparation. Uh, for a, a vision of marriage, we also have uh, a catechetical workshop or a sacramental workshop where we spend a day and we just reflect on, you know, what does the church mean by marriage? What's her vision of marriage? Uh, what's her theology about this sacrament? And that's the catechetical workshop. Um, we hope that the couple kind of gets to know their parish as they go through uh, if they haven't already, so that they get to know their pastor, uh, they get to know the community, that they become more involved in the parish life. Uh, and then we also, uh, and some parishes require, others recommend uh, a course in natural family planning when it's mm. applicable. So natural family planning being a way that a couple can practice responsible parenthood uh, in a way that's in accord with the teachings of the church, which uh, most fundamentally, just a way that respects uh, the way that God has made us and our reproductive health. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
um, yeah, there's, you know, uh, a lot of involvement as you see this, this can be, you know, 20 to 30 hours worth of, of preparation that goes into, uh, a 12 to six month process. And, you know, sometimes couples might balk at that or say, you know, well, that's, that's a lot of time invested. That's a lot of attention invested. Again, it's a and, gift of self, right? You know, you're doing this to yeah. to give to well, yeah, the relationship, we, and mm-hmm. yeah, we invest our thing. We we invest ourselves in things that are important to us, you know. And it it kind of strikes me sometimes a couple will say, "Well, I'm unwilling to spend that much time getting ready for marriage," uh, but they're they're willing to <laughs> invest quite a bit more time to get prepared to get a driver's license. Oh. Um, you know, you invest in what's important to you. And mm-hmm. a 16 year old says, Hey, I want to drive a car. So they, they take the course and they put in the hours and they put in the time, mm-hmm. uh, and marriage too. You know, if we want to be successful, uh, of course we ought to invest ourselves uh, in the process that helps us prepare for that. Mm-hmm. So what are some resources? I know you recommended uh, the book by Dan and Amber Demite, which I'm hoping to get them on as a guest. Uh, the three secrets, holy, uh, three secrets to holiness in marriage. Um, it's been a, a great 33-day um, retreat that you do, you and your spouse do together. Um, I, we're very much, we're on day 30, so, you know, we're almost done with that one. Um, what They're are some, wonderful. Yeah, what are some other, and I'd <laughs> highly recommend that to folks, uh, married folks in particular, because it's written really for you. Um, what are some other good resources you might recommend for couples or comment on the three secrets to holiness as well. We have about a minute and a half. Yeah. Well, um, you know, again, I think it's helpful to, to kind of put the resources in those kind of buckets of vision skills, uh, and support. And so when you're talking about vision, uh, I mean, of course I recommend that book, the three secrets to holiness Mm -hmm. in marriage. Um, you know, I think, and I mentioned earlier, chapter four of Amoris Laetitia mm-hmm. uh, is profoundly good, is a really valuable uh, reflection and resource about, you know, what does married love look like? Uh, and, you know, if you you look at your local Catholic bookstore, you're going to find lots of different uh, good Catholic literature on marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing that you want to have is it's not just about uh, vision, but it's also about skills. And for this, uh, a lot of good work has been done by a man named John Gottman, uh, and he's produced different books. Um, I think his, I think the most foundational is entitled uh, Seven Secrets of Highly Effective Couples, or it's, it's uh, that's close to the right title, mm-hmm. Seven Secrets of Highly Effective Couples, which is, uh, uh, Dr. Gottman's not a Catholic, he's a uh, uh, therapist, and he re- researches relationships. Uh, and just provides a lot of good resources for, you know, how to humanly live in marriage effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last thing that I would say is is that support piece, um, you know, and this is why it's so important, I think, if a couple really wants to thrive in marriage, uh, get involved in your parish. Uh, get to know people at your parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, start cultivating those relationships uh, that are going to be with you throughout your married life. You know, my wife and I are uh, relatively new at this. We've been married for 10 years, uh, but we have so many friendships uh, that have been with us even prior to our marriage, before marriage, and are with us today. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you this past year, uh, which I think has been hard on everybody and on everyone right. in different ways, uh, we've relied on those friendships. We've let, uh, leaned on those friendships and, um 
couple months ago, we got to get together with two couples that we went to college with just for a weekend to get away. And man, that was so enriching and so, mm-hmm. you know, filling and life giving uh, just to be with these couples that we've known for uh, at this point, probably in between 15 and 20 years. Uh, and what a gift that was to our own marriage. So, Vision, skills, uh, and support. Yeah. Hey, we need to yeah, take our yeah, final you, break. And when we come back, we're going we're gonna to talk about some challenges, like if you're getting married, but you need to have an annulment. We're going to talk about that with Adam Story right after this break. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for your support of Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Construction Professionals is a family-owned business dedicated to our customers. Whether designing, building, or renovating, we are here to better serve you. Our passion for quality craftsmanship, paired with our dedication to creativity, result in a home that reflects your personality, style, and family function. Construction Professionals. Design. Build. Renovate. cpcustomhomes.com. From our family to yours. God bless. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and the Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. This is Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr from the Uncommon Good. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at MCHS. Thank you, Skeffington's Formal Wear, for sponsoring Dowling Catholic High School football. In business since 1951, Skeffington's Formal Wear offers quality service, style, and selection, providing tuxedos, suits, and casual groom attire for weddings, proms, and any other special occasion. Skeffington's Formal Wear, with convenient locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Davenport, Coralville, and Ankeny. All locations are family-owned and operated by members in their respective communities, fitting you for life celebrations, online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Jean Wells, and my guest today is Adam Story. And Adam is the Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. 
and Adam, as we're talking about, you know, dating and, and engagements and getting married, oftentimes there's a little baggage that comes with that if folks have been married previously in the Catholic Church, and they do need to go through an annulment. So let's just take a few minutes and talk about what happens when an annulment is needed. Yeah, well, and and even prior to that, you know, I think it's important to know what an annulment is. Okay, let's so, go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an annulment is, uh, this is a reality that exists where the Church is uh, attentive to um, two realities that sometimes can be in tension. One, one is that marriage is a permanent, indissoluble relationship, mm-hmm. that marriage, uh, sacramental marriage, is uh, lifelong, and only death can separate that couple. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, we see couples that, you know, by all external measures, were sacramentally married. Uh, That marriage breaks down. Uh, And then there's sometimes the reality that they want to seek marriage uh, again within the Church. And an annulment is kind of an acknowledgement to the fact that Sometimes a couple can, all those external things can be present. It can, you know, look like a marriage. People can believe it to be a marriage. If it uh, walks for like one a duck reason and talks or like another, a duck, right? Even though the civil reality <laughs> took place, mm-hmm. uh, the sacramental reality uh, or a valid reality in the eyes of the Church did not take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what an annulment is, okay? So marriage is, sacramental valid marriage is, is a lifelong commitment. Sometimes an annulment is granted where even when it appeared that that lifelong commitment was entered into, uh, something prevented the sacrament from taking place. What could what could those things be? Sometimes it's uh, understanding that one or both parties didn't fully understand what marriage is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's intention. You know, they may be understood what marriage was meant to be, but one or both parties did not intend what the Church intends by marriage, uh, and sometimes it's ability, or, the, or one or both parties were not free and not able to fully enter into the sacrament of marriage. So, uh, you know, sometimes annulments are presented as, well, it's just uh, Catholic-sanctioned divorce or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, and that's not what an annulment is at all. Um, an annulment is uh, a really profound and pastoral way where the Church can come alongside and walk with uh, and help individuals in discernment who, you know, again, maybe intended or thought that they were in a sacramental marriage, Mm -hmm. uh, but for one reason or another might not have been. Alternatively, sometimes an annulment process begins, and the Church does discern that the couple was actually validly married. Uh, And when that takes place, the Church is, is kind of articulating or helping an individual understand their situation where, uh, you know, maybe the legal reality broke down, maybe they're, they got a legal divorce, uh, but they are, in fact, still sacra- sacramentally married and still bound to each other. So, Adam, as we're, we're looking at that, it, it comes down to a practical thing. So, you know, someone wants to get married, remarried in the Catholic Church, but they have this previous marriage. Now, I, I know one of the... Um, impediments that that folks used to be concerned about was that there was a cost. And Pope Francis changed that years ago, saying, 
let's not make that an impediment for folks that there's a cost to get an annulment. So now it's it's the time factor and looking back in our in your history. So if if you're you're going to, you know, look at your history and get feedback, how long does this process then take? So an annulment process, it can take an extended period of time because what the church is really trying to do is look back at that moment of the celebration of the sacrament of marriage and, and discern, was there an obstacle? Was there an impediment? And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're seeking the truth of things, and, and that can take time. So, so when you say extended annulment, period of time, I might think that's three months in my world. Yeah, and it, uh, in general, it takes longer than that. You know, mm-hmm. we never promise uh, an individual a particular time frame where it'll be completed. But in our diocese, we average around, I think, nine months uh, mm-hmm. to complete the process. So uh, in general, we we invite couples to anticipate uh, uh, about a year, and it can be quicker than that. It can also take longer than that. Uh, but it's a it's a long process because it's a thorough uh, and an attentive process, which I think is really important uh, to serve couples in a just uh, and in a pastoral way. You know, Adam, people will say to me, yeah, but what, I don't want to ask my ex-spouse to answer these questions because there's a questionnaire and and I don't want to bring that all back up with with my family and and mm-hmm. with his family especially with his family or with the other spouse's family mm-hmm. um, if they don't respond to the questions to the questionnaire I mean does that just make the whole annulment process null <laughs> um, it doesn't so okay. uh, of course the more the more input and the more information you have, the easier it is to come to a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, those things happen where one person doesn't want to be involved or one person uh, is resisting the process. And, and that doesn't stop the process. Um, but it is, and the tribunal is attentive to, you know, going through this process, really respecting uh, the rights and mm-hmm. respecting justice uh, for both parties, not mm-hmm. just the person seeking an annulment, which is the petitioner, uh, but also the person uh, who the petitioner was married to, who's the respondent, uh, and respecting both of their rights and, and really trying to have a process that seeks the truth of the situation. And once it's annulled, it's annulled for both parties. It's not just annulled for the one, the respondent. Yeah, assuming that assuming that the judgment mm-hmm. is positive, mm-hmm. if if the judgment is that a marriage did not in fact take place, that applies to both people, and vice versa. If mm-hmm. the annulment process ends and says a marriage did actually take place, yeah. uh, you remain bound to each other. Uh, that applies to both people as well. Adam, it's been a delight. I want to thank you. I do thank you for joining me today and to to share your wisdom and knowledge and experience around marriage and preparation for marriage in the Catholic Church. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me. I also want to thank my producer, Jimmy Olson, and I'm Jean Wells. And today asking Saints Louis and Zelie Martin, parents of St. Therese of Lisieux, and the only married couple canonized together, to pray for all couples contemplating a life together, all to give glory to God. Saints Louis and Zelie Martin, pray for us.
Iowa Catholic Radio is a listener-supported station, and we perpetually rely on your prayers and your support to continue our mission of connecting listeners with Christ. You can give to Iowa Catholic Radio online at iowacatholicradio.com, through the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or give us a call, 515-223-1150. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and always available on podcast along with our regular shows through the Iowa Catholic Radio free app. Stay tuned for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.